There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. For you recording that? Ah, oh, fuck, that would be amazing. I'm recording now, sorry. <laughs> that would be such a great start to the podcast. <laughs> For those of you just joining us at the very start of this podcast, um, AJ just had to. <laughs> do you want to like reenact it, AJ? Um, well, so basically, my, I live with my parents first of all. <laughs> this, this, this is the context, and my mum just got home from work, and I called out to her and said that I was recording a podcast, indicating I would like her to be quiet. And she was like, "Oh, how long is it going to go for?" And I said, "I don't know, a couple hours." And she said, "Oh," I said, "What were you going to do?" And she said, "I was going to dance and sing." And I said, "Oh, don't do that." And then I closed the door. Yeah, but you're missing out like the best part that you were like, "Mom, <laughs> mom." I'm just doing a podcast. Mum. See, and I Mom. can I can yell like that because I'm an adult and live uh, in a place by myself. Oh, that sounds lonely. Yeah. No, nah, that's real lonely. I'm real <laughs> sad all the time. Hey, let's clap on the count of three. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could have started at the end, but yeah, let's break the immersion. I'll cut, I'll cut uh, this out. Oh, okay. Three. Just, just cut the clap and leave all this. Yeah. Three, two, one. All right. That was good. I was like, <laughs> that I felt was like, right. oh my, um, my, my clap is perfectly synced up, but it's because it's my two audio channels, not my mm. one, mine, and yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all hey, right. AJ, well, let me ask yes. you a question. Oh, uh, I've looked. Yep. Um, AJ, what's your favorite scary movie? Oh. <laughs> Um, my favourite scary movie would probably be M. Night Shyamalan's Signs. Oh, yes. and I think that's the most influential one. What's the name of the killer in Halloween? Michael Myers. And who is the killer in Friday the 13th? Uh, Mrs. Voorhees. Ooh. Got that, you. Yeah, you got, you got me. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell, um, you, you got me. Anyway, welcome to Film Franchise Fortnites. That was a little bit of a wee teaser for what we're talking about this week. If you've seen the movies we're going to be talking about, I think you'll know what we, um, what I was just doing just then. And uh, yeah, what is this podcast, AJ? Um, this is a sub-series, a fortnightly sub-series within the Cult Pop Podcast where you and I watch an entire film franchise over the course you of a fortnight. You being me and me being Richard and you yeah. being AJ. That's me. Um, and then we we get together, we Skype because we live in different cities now, and um, we discuss said f- franchises. I don't know why yeah. I said that that way. F- franchise, more like French fries. When you when when you're not like a professional comedian, but you still want to make like an entertaining con- like piece of content. You you look for the comedy in everything, including how to pronounce words. Yeah, I think um, you 
we got off to a bad start and like you, you mentioned again that we live in different cities and i'm wondering when will be the first podcast that we don't have to mention that because the chemistry will be so you know in sync but mm. like for instance yeah talk about our failing chemistry i just said uh franchise more like french fries and yeah. i think i was expecting a bit more of a response to that like a yes and yeah so let's try um, that again oh for um franchise more like french fries Film French fries Fortnite. <laughs> Every week we review different French, not a different company's French fries, but a single French fry. Yeah. At the start wherever. of the year, we buy like a packet of McDonald's French fries, mm. and I eat half of it, and we record half of the podcast without AJ having eaten any of the fry, and then I yeah. send the rest of the fry down to AJ, and he eats it. Now AJ has been has kind of gone the short end of the stick in that he's gotten he usually gets them a lot colder yeah i mean although after you know the first hour of recording it is they all of them are cold and are only going to get well they they can't really get colder uh throughout the year but they they do start to Mm. go off Mm. yeah no um do you think people would listen to that podcast reviewing a single french fry well do you think it's like it's just crazy enough to work kind of thing Oh, definitely. Like, if we were more known as, like, performance artists, yeah, which yeah. we are, but nobody knows, then people <laughs> would consider that quite yeah. um, quite engaging, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not what we do. That's not what we do. Instead, we talk about film French fries. And <laughs> uh, they're this way, it's re- they're randomly chosen. We don't get to pick these at all. Uh, unless unless it's a week when we decide that we're going to pick one. Well, there's and two there's two exceptions. There's if the start of a new year we get that's like our our um that's like our treat. Yeah, <laughs> we get to pick the first one we do each year, and <laughs> um and if there is like a tentpole franchise releasing a new movie, sometimes we'll do that, but not all, always. We, yeah. we only do that once to twice a year, and this has been going for a little over a year and a half now. So no, just just under two years. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Um, hmm. This is, I believe, episode either forty nine or fifty, meaning that we are another two of- episodes short of being fifty two, which would be fortnightly is two years. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, that's so, a film franchise Fortnite. It's not the Cold Pops. Yeah, podcast. exactly. There's lots more uh, Cold Pops podcasts for you to listen to, which you can uh, check out. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. What were you just saying <laughs> about what? Um, I don't know. What was the thing you just said before? Um, th- that um, oh yeah, no, we sorry, sometimes yeah, we, pick we, we, our we own franchise. We also let guests pick them. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but well, that's not us getting to pick. But it's not random. But like, say, if we got like. Um, or uh, someone from a famous franchise, which is yet we to happen. Probably, well, it hasn't happened yet, but <laughs> we would probably do that franchise. Yeah, unless they're like sick to death of talking about yeah, it, yeah, which I can true. believe. I would, I would understand. I sent a message via Twitter to Matthew Lillard once and asked if he wanted to do the Scooby Doo films. Did he didn't reply? reply. <laughs> he was like, I'd much rather, much rather do Scream, which I am also mm. in, and which we're talking about this week. That's right. Ah! Hey, we finally got here. Um, yeah, so we're talking no, I was about- screaming. Scream, nice. <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> and, and <laughs> we're talking about Scream, 
which is a franchise of four films, uh, Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, came out in 96, 97, 2000, and 2011, all directed by Wes Craven, all starring Nev Campbell, Corny Cox, and David Arquette. And a um, little bit of, before we get into anything else, I'm going to do a little bit of up top random trivia, a new segment. <laughs> so, uh, as we said on our last episode, this is our second franchise that is or is based on Scream. <laughs> because scary movie of course is based uh, the first one anyway is based on screen it's our second jamie kennedy franchise in a row mm-hmm. um it's our second wes craven franchise and mm-hmm. did you know that scream is the only slasher series ever to have all the films have the same director and i actually didn't know that i were going into these films i knew um the craves did the first one and the fourth one but I honestly was surprised to see he did two and three as well. Yeah, and Kevin Williamson wrote one, two, and four, Aaron. And the person who wrote uh, the third one was called Aaron Kruger. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, it's also our second Harvey Weinstein franchise. What was the first? Uh, scary Movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's funny, like we'll come back to the Weinstein or the Weinstein brothers because they're actually quite important to this franchise. Um, this Sadly. is our second. Uh, this is our seventh franchise of three or more films, all directed by the same person. Can you oh, name really the other cool. ones? Sorry, so what's the statistic uh, again? Seven seventh franchise of three or more films, all directed by the same person. Uh, so I don't count like Boondock Saints, Happy Feet. Yeah, yeah. So the Spider-Man trilogy are all by Raimi. Yep. Um, the Evil Dead series have three by Raimi. Yep. Um, Michael Bay did all five Transformers. Yep. Um, ooh, I think that might be the extent of my knowledge. Um, Lethal Weapon. Ah, oh, true. Yep. Uh, Red Curtain. Ah, oh, yep. And Back to the Future. Nice. <clears throat> Good so, statistic. Yeah. Um. And Boy, it, if I can just jump in, yeah. the it's a good statistic because we should emphasize that that's very that's actually pretty uncommon. Yeah, and to to, to have seven out of what forty eight yeah. franchises that we've covered, like that's that's pretty amazing. Because I feel like you often hear of a director not returning for the third film in a franchise yeah. a lot more than you hear of them actually returning. Yeah. Like, if you look at the and also doing four as well, like trilogies yeah. happen, but um. The most films directed and in the same franchise by one director is Peter Jackson doing six Middle Earth films, mm. and the second most is Michael Bay with Transformers. Yeah. And there's a couple that have done four, um, which is basically just Wes Craven and Lethal and um Richard Donner for Lethal Weapon. This is also um I don't you might have this written down. I might be stepping on your toes here, but this is also the second franchise in a row that either I thought starred um, uh, Jerry O'Connell or did star Jerry O'Connell, <laughs> yeah. as well as Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I was convinced last week that Son of the Mask starred Jamie, uh, Jerry O'Connell, <laughs> but it actually starred Jamie Kennedy, and Jerry O'Connell is, of course, one of the main characters in Scream Trois. Yeah, that was when I saw Jerry O'Connell appear on screen. I was like, oh, I have to mention this. And I forgot to write it down, so I'm glad you did. Oh, good. Uh, this is our 11th four-film franchise, making it our second most common franchise length um, after mm. two, which has 13. 
We've done 13 <laughs> two-film franchises. The classic doesn't even count as a franchise, two-film franchise. And also, <laughs> we, t- we talk about titles a lot on this podcast. We normally save that segment for later on. But as mm-hmm. I said before, the films are simply titled Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4. You know, this is only our third uh, franchise with a titling scheme of just blank, two, three, four. Fourth, um, if you include Spider-Man, as actually the Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Um, uh, so, Lethal Weapon... Back to the Future, would that count? Uh, I said Back to the Future and The Hangover also have like tidy ones, but they're not just yeah, blank yeah. one, blank two. Yeah. Um, I, I Yeah, so it's Lethal Weapon and... Fuck, I should have written this down, eh? No, we can work it out. How many does it have to be? Um, uh, more than two. More than two. Um, I feel like it's a trilogy. Yeah. We're going to figure this out, dude. Yeah, we have to. We have to. I'm typing our SoundCloud <laughs> link in right as we speak. All right. Okay. Quick rundown of all the franchises oh, we've scary ever movie. covered. It was a scary movie. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was so ready, man. Um, but yeah, so like three of my pieces of trivia also fit scary movie. Yeah. Um, and But however, it almost didn't happen like that because the first one, the first Scream was actually shot under the name Scary Movie. That was the original title for the film. And the second one was filmed as Scream, the sequel. Mm. But Bob Weinstein um, actually put a stop to that. Oh, that back when that's what wine, getting Weinsteined meant. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and would you like to go through what each of the films are about? I would love to. I haven't written anything down, so it'll be a bit um, a bit disjointed. But I should also say, um, right up top, uh, if there was ever a film franchise which represented cult popture, it's this one. Yeah. This, I am, I am baffled. One, that I've never seen these movies until now, and two, that no one ever told me. <laughs> no one yeah. was ever like, AJ, have you seen the Scream series? Because you would love it. Um, <laughs> and so because of that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Richard, but I believe we agreed to do a non-spoiler yeah. spoiler half, half and half this episode. Yeah, so not because- so much- yeah, sorry, you keep going. Because if you're a fan of Cole Popcher, uh, I actually would highly recommend watching these movies. Mm. Because the 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 way the, the the way the characters talk in these films, the way they discuss and dissect horror films feels like it was pulled out of this podcast or a better version of this podcast where we're more succinct and eloquent with our thoughts. And we're all played by Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, uh, yeah all so of us. What I uh yeah, that actually does remind me. Yeah, so uh, let's get. I want you to give just a general um, elevator pitch for the entire series. Okay, so basically, it's it's a quintessential slasher flick about a a killer who wears that famous ghost face mask who um, continually terrorizes the same sort of group of people over the years, um, and the characters are often very self-aware of the rules of horror films and the what you do and should should or should not do to survive a horror film as well as how sequels trilogies and remakes slash reboots work and the rules around those different types of sequels yeah so like honestly i hadn't seen any of these films before either and as i've discussed on the podcast several times i am not a horror person and Mm -hmm. like i 
I enjoy the mythology of horror films in some ways. Like I, I like reading Wikipedia pages and stuff like that. But if you have ever been thinking to yourself, oh, I should watch Scream one day, turn off this podcast and go and watch them. Because mm. like, so this is your warning. If you've ever wanted to watch Scream, or, or you're at all curious go and watch it now if you do not care if you could not care less keep listening it's fine but like if you haven't seen them you, you're getting through them go and watch them now because honestly and spoiler alert for when we talk about what we thought of the films <laughs> this is honestly probably my favorite franchise we've discussed on this podcast it's would, maybe second, o- it- second only to back to the future but i am i'm you know, we're getting there, and and I, yeah. I wanted to build to this, but honestly, this the first film has probably made its way into my top ten favorite films, and yeah. like the franchise as a whole, I would put in my like top four or five favorite franchises. And in, in the context of this podcast, I would say it's maybe I, I'd need to look at all the ones and weigh them up. But off the top of my head, I'm the same as you. I would say. Next to Back to the Future, it's the best one we've covered. It's certainly the most satisfying for this podcast to have covered. And in terms of individual movies, um, I feel like the best movies we've watched for this podcast would be the Back to the Future films, Nymphomaniac Volume 1, and at least two to three of the Scream films. Yeah. (laughs) So having said all that, if you... If you've ever agreed with mine and AJ's opinions and you haven't seen the Scream movies, go do yourself a favor and watch them right now. They're on Netflix, uh, mm. or the first three are. Um, so, yeah, please go do that. We, we don't mind if you don't listen to this episode if you're holding it off for a while. Yeah. Having said yeah. that, now we're going to get into spoiler territory. We are based because they're slasher films, they're, they're whodunits. Uh, you obviously the reveal of the killer is, is in each film is kind of like a, a spoiler, spoiler. A spoiler yeah so i didn't do individual plot summaries so are we going into that now uh yeah i mean i yeah you can but, but basically no, no, they're, they're slasher films so um i can do them if you like okay so in the first one uh we follow nev campbell her mother was murdered uh, a year ago sydney prescott sydney prescott and uh with the help from uh officer dewey and uh, Gail Weathers, who's a reporter, uh, yeah, she starts to get stalked. Not not through their help. I start, I start that sentence badly. Um, yeah, she she gets. <laughs> We're just so flustered because we love this franchise. She gets so much. stalked by um, yeah, a man wearing uh, or the, a person in a ghost face mask, and yeah, and then basically it, it takes place in a high school. Friends getting picked off one by one, and. I don't know. Like, should I just say who the killer is? Like, or does will it just come up naturally later on? Um, well, I thought we wanted to do half and half, but that was off your request and not mine. So yeah, well, the, the the half and half, I more would just mean like, let's talk about how much we love it and then tell people to okay. go away and watch them. Sure. So, um, yeah, uh, you've had your spoiler warning. So the killer ends up being her boyfriend, uh, Billy, Billy Loomis, and then- uh, and her f- and their friend as well, and then in the second their friend film, Stu, who's played by Matthew Lillard from Scooby Doo, <laughs> and then their friend uh, in the second film, it's a similar thing again. And so, as AJ mentioned as well, in the first one they talk about the rules of a horror film, and then uh, in the second one, uh, Ghostface is back. Uh, but oh, but I thought the killer was dead. Yeah, someone new is donning the mask and now it's stalking Sydney in college, and 
she and it ends up at the end just spoiling the end of it again it's their new friend from college played by timothy oliphant and uh billy loomis's mum who was masquerading as a reporter and Mm. obviously lots happens in that film and then we're also introduced to the stab franchise which is the film within a film which is based on the events of the first film so yeah, effectively, if the films in real life and the first film were in real life, the stab is the movies that are made about them, and yeah. it spawns into this franchise. And so, by the time we get to Scream Three, they're now making Stab Three, and it's set in Hollywood. And the actors in Stab Three are now being haunted by a real Ghostface killer, and not the rapper Ghostface Killer. And no, then the killer at the end is revealed to be. Uh, Roman, the director of the film, played by Scott Foley, who you might recognise from Scrubs. And he's... He's he's Sydney's um, long-lost brother. Half-brother, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, basically... Oh, there's a whole whole subplot with Sydney's mum, but we don't need to get into it. And then uh, in Scream 4, it's set uh, 50 or 10 years later, and uh, Sydney's now written a book about being, um, you know, surviving trauma and stuff like that. And she's back in Woodsboro where the first film took place. And there's a new ghost face uh, around. And then at the end, it's revealed to be her cousin, played by Emma Roberts. And she was jealous of Sydney's fame and sympathy. And it's also, well, the, the, so one, two, and four all reveal it's actually two killers at the end. Mm. So it's Emma Roberts and four, as well as Macaulay Culkin's brother, who isn't Karen. I can't remember. Yeah, his Rory name. Culkin. Rory Culkin, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's, so that's a rundown of like what the films are about, but then you're only here if you've been, if you've seen the films. Otherwise, yeah. know, if you if you don't mind spoilers. and Oh, anyway. there's going to be people who are listening to this who don't give a shit. And we're yeah. just like, yeah, just get to it. Get, get to it. Yeah. So, uh, AJ, yeah. what did you think of Scream 1 and what do you think the Ron Tomatoes score would be? Um, Scream 1 was a pleasant surprise um, because I thought it was going to be a lot more serious than it was. Um, and it's so it's so meta and it's so funny that it, the very existence of Scary Movie pisses me off. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is why did you parody Scream? Yeah. Like, it's like when people, when I'm on a boat came out and everyone did parodies of it, like I'm on a goat and stuff. It's like, it's already a funny song. You don't need to parody it. That's essentially what Scary Movie feels like after watching Scream. Yeah. Like, we talked on our Scary Movie episode about, like, um, like Dave's Continue the Franchise was basically, oh, I'd love to see, uh, like, Wes Craven or uh, John Carpenter direct um like a a scary movie (laughs) but like he already did and it was called scream and it's the one the first one parodies but um yeah it is it is really interesting and like the hiring wes craven to do this was such a good idea because the script could just be cheesy and and funny but like, like still like a decent film but putting it in like a master of horror's hands is such a good idea because the film can actually be genuinely suspenseful and scary and i think um more to why wes craven was such a good choice is that and because he you know he hasn't really dabbled in comedy before but like comedy and horror are two hard to nail genres but they're both so much about timing 
and so like knowing when to hit your punchlines and knowing when to drop a scare or like how to drag that out is such an important skill and seeing and it's like that's why Jordan Peele that's why Get Out worked so well as well because you've got someone like Jordan Peele behind the camera yeah and and also yeah. the the these are genuine whodunits and mm. I did not work out who the killers were ahead of time. I had theories, and they were almost always proven wrong. I would say the only one I got close would be Scream 2, was where I sort of picked the killer maybe like 10 minutes before it reveals it. Yeah. But all all others are like, you you just don't know. <laughs> but, but in a good way. It's not- Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not impossible. They don't They don't reveal things- that. But it, it'll be things like um, an attack happens and then a character runs in from off screen and was like, what happened? And your mind immediately goes, oh, well, it was him. Yeah. You know, but it's not. It wasn't. <laughs> like, yeah. like it, it actually does these things very intentionally so that borderline everyone can be a suspect. Yeah. And but like, yeah, there's there's no every killer reveal is like, oh, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's. There, there's a lot of oh yeah of course they weren't there then but they, oh they were there then oh that's because there's a second killer and they mm, they weren't yeah, there yeah. and yeah it does that really well um but yeah so screen one you would say you enjoyed it then i absolutely loved screen one for me it's a 10 out of 10 um not that i think rating movies is necessary um but uh, I I imagine on Rotten Tomatoes it could actually go either way. I feel like I wouldn't be completely surprised if this had a, quite a, a like a reasonably low score just because of the nature of what it is. But I'm gonna gamble and say we're in the mid 80s. Uh, 79. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It's 79 critics and 79 audience as well. Oh, very good. Um, so Scream Two, what do you think? Um, I was prepared for. We've talked about this on the podcast before. There's a movie called Starship Troopers, which in a very similar style to Scream, but with sci-fi, um, is like a brazen parody and satire of cheesy sci-fi movies. And it never, it's, it's a lot more, um, you can watch you can watch Starship Troopers and interpret it as a, as just a cheesy sci-fi, but if you look below the surface, it's clear that they've they've got like a wink and a, and a smile on while they're doing things. But then its sequels just were cheesy sci-fi movies and didn't understand that the first one was a satire. So with all that in mind, I was prepared for the Scream sequels to all be um, genuine attempts at slashes and not at all what made the first one special until I saw Wes Craven's name pop up in the in the opening credits. I was like, okay, and so Scream 2, I, I might like it more than Scream 1. I wow. think it it doesn't, it's not, I think that I like them both as much as each other. I think yeah. they do the same thing so very well um, and I love the the dissection of sequel in, in Scream 2. I love that. Uh, I actually thought the the reveal of the killers was genuinely well, like pretty creative, like a pretty creative way to do it. Um, it's, it's a by-the-book sequel, but that's kind of the point, and there are still higher stakes. For example, Jamie Kennedy does die in Scream 2. So, like, you have these characters you'd think have, have plot armour, and that becomes more of an issue later on in the series. But <laughs> in the second one, yeah, one of the main characters from the first one gets killed about three quarters of the way through the movie. And so it, 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 the stakes are, are actually pretty high. And it's just, it's an immensely satisfying sequel. Um, 
and I love it starts the opening scene is two characters two African-American characters going to see Stab at the cinema Jada Pinkett and Omar Epps Yep, and um, they're, as they're going, they're discussing how African-American characters in horror movies always get killed first and that sort of thing. And um, then they they go into the theatre and everyone's watching Stab and Heather Graham is playing Drew Barrymore's character from the start of Scream 1. Yeah, actually, we didn't talk and, about Drew Barrymore in the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that a bit later, maybe. But, um, the yeah, so... It's so everyone's dressed up as Ghostface, like just out of out of the fun of it, and I loved that because it's like here's how to immediately set the tone for your Scream sequel, is make it so that it's a it's like a pop culture icon now. Yeah, like everyone's dressed up as Ghostface, and so everyone can be Ghostface, and of Ooh. course the two characters do get killed in the movie theater, which sparks a conversation in the second film about whether or not. Horror movies and slasher movies are responsible for inspiring real life crimes, which is a wonderful conversation for a for Wes Craven to be having with himself. And it's just it's so good, man. It's so it feels very uh there's a lot of passion in Scream 2 yeah. to make it the best movie it could be. Yeah, exactly. And and a lot of that is down to Kevin Williamson who wrote it as well. Like yeah, yeah. credit credit where credit's due, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um but uh, but I was reading, apparently, there's like a scene in the Scream 2 screenplay that just says Wes Craven will make it scary. <laughs> They're like, he could write these scenes, but oh, isn't that scary? He's like, oh, it's Wes Craven's doing it. It'll be scary. Yeah, um, yeah. But, and also, the thing about, you said about the, the pop culture iconness of the Ghostface mask by because of the Stab films, is that the, the Ghostface mask, and this will be the first thing we touch on after we do this, but it's justified in every single film. Like, mm. the first film, it's just- it makes sense that this is just what these two guys would have picked up and done to be scary. And then it's because it's a pop culture icon and Sydney's haunted by it. When these people are trying to get to her, that's like your immediate in. Yeah. But- yeah. For a movie where literally what, like six people don the mask, it doesn't feel that repetitive in terms of like, why are all these people have the, why do all these people have the same goal yeah. of killing Sydney? Yeah. There's seven different killers throughout it, uh, but I think eight people wear the mask because Sydney dons it at one point. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, that's, what would you think that has on Run Tomatoes? I would imagine it's lower just because that's what happens with sequels. So I'm going to go maybe mid seventies. Ooh, interesting. Uh, it's actually on eighty one percent. Yes. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, I think it, we've talked about this a lot with like with Rotten Tomato scores, especially is that uh, anyone will review the first one, but only people who like the first one will review the second one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like like Ace Ventura had a higher one, and yeah, there's that happens a lot. Um, mm. Because it's like you, you, the presumption if you're reviewing Scream Two is that you were already on board with Scream One. Yeah. Um. So, what about Scream Three? Okay, I think, and I feel like I won't be alone in thinking this, Scream 3 is the weakest of the four. Um, I think, I think it is so, the the idea of Scream 3 is that they talk a lot about the final part of a trilogy in it, and they talk about how often the the sequel rules no longer apply because we're in a trilogy now, and the, the third part of a trilogy always returns to the first one and always changes something you thought you knew, which is why it's a lot of the third one is about Sydney's mum who dies before the start of the first film. 
Um, and so we learn a lot. There's a lot of retconning happening in Scream 3, which while the point of the movie is just weaker storytelling. So I feel like it's the weakest one of the series, but it was always going to be because the third one, to stay true to the format of dissecting each part of a, of a series, the third one usually is the weakest, and so yeah. the third Scream is the weakest. Yeah. I also think but that's, that being that's said, due in part two, the change of writer as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that being said, I actually really, really liked the ending for Scream 3. I yeah. thought it was very satisfying. You said that to me the other day. When you say ending, what are you referring to like the very last scene or- I'm ref- yeah, no, the, the very last scene's cool. I think the the twist of who it is when you find out it's the director. And because what, what annoyed me was they start to suggest that maybe Billy and Stu didn't kill Sydney's mum. And I was like, ah, but that's the magic of the first one. And what you find out at the end of the third one is that Sydney's half brother was actually furious that um, their mum uh took care of sydney but didn't take care of him and so he basically is the demon on billy's shoulder who whispers into his his ear and convinces him to kill sydney's mum. so it's still you're still keeping intact what's precious about the first film and the motivations of the characters um but still genuinely doing like a yeah these are the true origins of yeah the scream series it's um it's funny as well this this only happens in scream three but um like well, every film has like a, a moment where you, you find out who the killer is obviously and in scream threes obviously it becomes a twist that they're actually related but she's never met that character up until that point so <laughs> they're like like ripping off the mask and they're like Dun-dun! is only for the audience because sydney's mm. like oh it's hello can i help you <laughs> um <laughs> she's just all of a sudden real polite um this person that's trying to kill them but um <laughs> Yeah, I, I read a thing, um, I think it was on Reddit, talking about, like, the Scream films, because now I've been, like, every time I see Scream referenced in a thread, I upvote it. But, yeah. I, um, yeah, talking about how Scream is, like, the perfect deconstruction of horror movies. It's, like, it's loyal to it, while also, like, uh, it's very tongue-in-cheek. The second one lampoons every, like, trope of a sequel, and it's, like, so tongue-in-cheek. And then the third one is the third Scream movie. And it's just, like... <laughs> It, it, it's just it just wraps up the the storylines but then, yeah, like, yeah I, dis- I do disagree though it. i think i think almost they went over the top with the um self-referential stuff in the third one if anything yeah i agree it's I not think- yeah because that may reading that made me think oh it's going to have less of it because i think i read this a wee while ago but um yeah it like it actually had too much of it and it wasn't like as sincere i thought yeah there is and i think I think these movies do not benefit from being binge watched in the ma- in the nature that we watch them, Be- because I think you do grow a little tired. And uh, by the third film, I was really hankering for subverting the the format of Scream itself. So I was right, hoping yeah. like maybe the characters at the start who you see get killed actually survive. I was hoping maybe it's a... Uh, because Scream 2, uh, sorry, Scream 3 starts with, and this is something we haven't mentioned yet, um, it starts with a character named Cotton who in the first two films... This is, this is so confusing to mention if you haven't seen them. In the first two films, Cotton is the man that Sydney um, 
accused of murdering her mother who by the end of the first film is exonerated because it turns out it was billy and is actually quite a big character in the second film which i loved that he it's almost like they planned yeah because there's like a half second shot of leave schreiber in the first film and you're like was that Huh, okay. I want maybe he wasn't famous then. And then he's like a main character in the second one. He's a main character in the second one, and it's one of my favourite things about the second one is they actually delve into his character and like it I thought felt like his motivations to want to be famous were a bit weak and a bit um misguided, but other well, than that, yeah. like he's I think it's it's like understandable when you when you look at how famous Sydney became and then mm. it's like some yeah, of this yeah. should be mine. Yeah. Um so the third film starts with him and he gets a call at the start from a from a woman's voice um and my first thought was like okay so we've got a woman ghost face this time and i thought that was a really cool idea and then that's not what happened and i was like oh okay yeah and, and, and he, the third he actually film, dies in the first scene yeah and the yeah. first film and the third film ghost faces iconic voice can now be changed into anyone's voice which does add like a new element to it because there's a lot of like oh yeah sure i'll be right over what yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite like how you can just talk into a, a certain type of microphone and it comes out as Ghostface's voice because you would still hear the real voice yeah. under that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like every time people show the the voice thing, you you can't hear the the voice under it. I, I did pick up on that as well, actually. But also, did you notice that when Cotton gets killed in the opening scene of Scream Three, that he takes his jacket off? Uh, and that's because Lee Schreiber had been working out and he was like, oh, maybe I should take my jacket off in this scene just because he wanted to show off his guns. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, so, yeah, like like we said, yeah, that's the lowest rated, obviously the lowest rated of the three out of the four, and that's at 36%. That's not fair. It's not a 36% film, but, mm. yeah. Anyway, so 11 years later, we had Scream 4. What did you think of that one? Um. I really, really like. I was very jaded by the time we, by after Scream Three, and so Scream Four. I was like, Ah, oh, there's been some time. Maybe it's gonna gonna hook me back in. And it starts with like the generic um, Scream opening of girls getting stalked by Ghostface and murdered, and they're talking about Facebook and and like it's very modern. And I was like, Ah, oh, it's cool that they are they are saying, Yeah, this is the new the new order this is like the modern scream opening um and but i still i was still like man i hope they get away like i hope something unexpected happens i hope they get away and then they get murdered and i was like ugh. and then the title turns up but it's stab six and it zooms out and it's Kristen bell and anna paquin watching stab six and i was like okay this is kind of interesting and then anna paquin and Kristen bell have this conversation about how like horror movies are so predictable and then Kristen bell stabs anna paquin and i was like what what the hell is this and then it zooms out and it's stab seven and i was like ah this is great <laughs> this is so great like it totally got me in every way that it had intended to yeah and then the two girls who are then watching stab seven discuss how if the start of stab six is is if the if the start of stab six is the start of stab seven then how does stab six exist within the world of stab seven and i was like this is delicious this is like everything <laughs> that i would write into the script um and then to fault the movie it does then kill off those two girls when ghostface turns up again but it rides it rides the unexpected train pretty far and like yeah Part of me wished it had zoomed out of stab eight with the, the, the girls just because 
just because for it to to subvert expectations twice and then just be the general start to a to a scream movie like i don't know maybe there's what do you think i think there's an interesting idea in those characters beating Ghostface at the start of a stab of a scream movie yeah, and then, uh, then take it in a different direction from there um just to say hey look these because one thing they point out a lot in scream 4 is how they they um they tackle the the dumb blonde stereotype quite a lot or the dumb girl stereotype yeah. from horror movies and so the girl characters and in fact all the scream movies the female characters are actually like really well written um and i feel yeah, like it's they Prescott actually feel like people which is real yeah, yeah, yeah. for a horror movie <laughs> i feel like sydney prescott should be up there with like um alan ripley and and um oh definitely yeah she's as like a final girl yeah 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 she's great yeah no, um, she's amazing um so Beyond that, though, um, um, you, sorry, you did for- say what do you think, and then you just um, oh, keep going. Yep. But um, yeah, I kind of disagree, and I I like the idea that it's like a rule that every screen film starts with like two deaths. Um, yep, and yeah, like. I, I, we'll come back to it now, like now, but yeah. So the first screen film opens with Drew Barrymore. Um, yeah, but like she's making popcorn, she gets these calls like, "Hello, Casey, what's your favorite scary movie?" and all this stuff. Um, and she kind of entertains it for a while. And so at the time, Drew Barrymore was a huge star. And this was one of those, oh my God, Drew Barrymore gets killed off in the first scene kind of thing. It was like talking point of the town in 1996. And um, honestly, the first 12 minutes of Scream is like one of the best movie scenes I've ever seen. And it's like almost probably one of, one now one of my like favorite movie lines ever just for like the absolute like the impact of it is so she's on the phone to ghostface she hasn't like seen she she doesn't even know what's going on really it's just this weird guy calling her and she's like kind of being a little bit flirtatious um but he keeps on asking what her name is and then um she's like why do you keep asking my name and he says because i want to know who i'm looking at and that's such a fucking good line it's very good yeah, like just the the like and the there's like a music cue and that's like the film's not a horror movie until that point, mm. and that mo- that that line is just like so oh my god mm. that that mm. was like because uh, um I was doing some other work I put on screen and I was doing some other work and I think it was like that line I was like holy fuck and I just like sat down <laughs> and watched this movie and I'll come back to this later but you talked about the binge watching, um but. Yeah, I, I'll come back to it later on. But we we don't off I, I don't often watch these movies like for this podcast very quickly. But I'll I'll, I'll get back yeah. to it. So um, to continue with my thoughts on Scream Four, um, beyond beyond that that really fun, interesting opening sequence, um, I it it certainly hits the mark a lot more than Scream Three did. Um, the characters are all like back, and they're all like as good as they could be. Um, and it has some really basically if scream one is a is a dissection of horror movies scream two is a dissection of horror movie sequels scream three is a dissection of the third part of a trilogy scream four kind of bucks the trend by being a subversion of or a dissection of remakes even though it isn't a remake itself yeah Yeah, Um, it's also like um it has a lot to say about like modern horror movies 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they talk a lot about how this is, the, and it's not, it's not, it's not unconscious. They don't think they're making a remake. They say there's a line where they're like, it's all about remakes these days, but everyone knows that doing another sequel is the better way to go, or something like that. So yeah. they they acknowledge it, but and I, I didn't have a problem with it. It was cool. Um, and I genuinely, genuinely didn't see who the killers were coming. Um, like I was actually very pleasantly surprised by that. I think Emma Roberts's reveal, she has this great little piece of acting that should be talked about more where <laughs> after she's killed everyone, she then beats herself up. So she looks like a final girl, as you say, like the, the, the surviving victim. Um, and it's, it's really well done. I mean, it was probably a stunt double and not her actually doing it, yeah. but like she like runs into a, into a mirror to, and they're like headbutts it. She like jumps and falls backwards onto a glass coffee table and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and she was a good, good villain in the end. And she's Sydney's cousin. So her motivation was her whole family had always been talking about Sydney her whole life and she wanted to be as famous mm. and have that glory. Um, and so overall, I would say Scream 4, if I was to rank them, I'd go Scream 3, Scream 4, then Scream 1 and 2 are, are um, equal for me. Right, so Scream 3 is your favourite. No, sorry, other way around. Oh, AJ, you got to bloody clarify that. Um, oh, yeah, apologies. well, so that's what the films are about. Uh, yeah, so we talked a couple of times about the rule, like they, they talk about the rules of um, horror movies, and that, that's not like a... There are actually hard and fast rules stated in each film. And so I'll go over those now. I can maybe have a wee chat about them because I did write them all down. So in the first one, we are told you cannot survive. Basically, you won't survive if you have sex. You won't survive if you drink or do drugs. And you won't survive if you say, I'll be right back. And at one point, the killer does also say that you shouldn't say uh, hello or who's there. Mm -hmm. Cool. So I mean, um, some of those rules are broken. Sydney yeah, and Sydney Billy have sex. Have sex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then Billy dies. Yeah, true. Um, That's yeah. a good way of looking at it. Um, and a lot of people that drink and have drugs and still also says, I'll be right back a couple of times and he dies. Um, mm. So Scream 2, um, the body count, in, in a sequel this is, uh, the body count is always bigger. The death scenes are much more elaborate uh, with more blood and gore. And if you want your films to become a successful franchise, never, ever... And then he's cut off before he says the the whole thing. But if you watch the original teaser trailer, the third rule originally was never, ever under any circumstances assume the killer is dead. Mm. But in the film, we don't hear the the, the end of the third rule. It'd be cool if in the teaser trailer, it was like never, ever show a main character dying in the teaser trailer or something. (laughs) And then it's just Randy's death. Yeah. um, So, and then Scream 3. um, So... Yeah, so Scream 3. So Randy says the rules in the first two. In the first one, um, this is Jamie Kennedy's character. In the first one, he's like at a party and he's like stands up and he's like, okay, everybody listen to me. And it's like, uh, no one would do that at a party. Like you would be <laughs> laughed out of there. But because uh, they're all sitting around watching a horror movie and people would like, are like, oh, what's she doing? And um, anyway, um, and then the second one, uh, they basically, because in the second one, they work out like someone's trying to do a sequel like someone in their mind yeah. that's savvy about film tropes, which it ends up being someone who is savvy about film, um, is trying to do a sequel to the first film. And so um, 
Dewey is asking Randy, what should we be looking for? And he says those. And then in Scream 3, uh, he, like, from beyond the grave, uh, has recorded the video message about, he's like, oh, if, if I died and the killer's back, then you'll need to know this. Which is Very shoehorned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently there was, like, they, they did want to, like, say Randy had survived, and they're like, oh, it's just too stupid. And um apparently because and I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit later on but the um the like behind this the production for scream 3 was like so ridiculous that they like they were just writing on the fly basically and uh they shot two hours of like different footage for randy's videotape because wow. they were just kept on rewriting it uh, but he did it like all on an afternoon kind of thing but anyway his videotape he says You've got a killer who's going to be super... Yeah, so in the third part of a trilogy, this is... You've got a killer who's going to be superhuman. Stabbing him won't work. Shooting him won't work. Basically, in the third one, you've got to cryogenically freeze his head, decapitate him, or blow him up. uh, Number two, anyone, including the main character, can die. That means you, Sid. Three, the past will come back to bite you on the ass. Whatever you think you know about the past, forget it. The past is not at rest. The sins that you think were committed in the past are about to break out and destroy you. Uh, and in the first uh, draft, there, in the first few drafts of the film, there was a fourth rule, which was never be alone. But they took it out because immediately after watching the tape, Gail goes off alone. <laughs> so they're like, oh, wait. Um, and then in Scream 4, the rules for like surviving uh, um, a modern horror thing. Uh, the death the death scenes now have to be way more extreme. Unexpected is, is the new cliche. Virgins can die now. Uh, new versions are always 2.0 so the latest technology is usually involved and integral to the plot this means the killer is probably going to start filming the murders uh you have to have an opening sequence uh the uh, do not fuck with the original and if you want to survive in a modern day horror movie you pretty much have to be gay <laughs> it's good stuff it's really good stuff yeah like uh, like I, I like that their last one's in there that they're, they're just like yep you guys are the the now like the oppressed group and it's it's homophobic <laughs> to kill but like almost since in the like seven years since scream three came out i feel like now it's like you have to be trans because i feel like gay I, yeah. like homosexuality stops so accepted that it's it's almost it's not progressive to let them live hmm yeah i think the um i was so surprised when i when i discovered scream 4 came out in 2011 i watched the whole thing thinking it came out like three or four years ago thinking <laughs> um no that's that's really good stuff man thank you for writing that down that, yeah, that's, that's really good. awesome because yeah, that's, to be that's talking sort about. of the kind of stuff that we're like fully into it yeah exactly mm. i mean we've kind of had those conversations ourselves in the um the freddy vs jason episode we talked about how you can't have sex in a horror movie and yeah. you know, it's committing cardinal sins and and stuff like that so it's it's th- these movies ah uh, i was like in the first one before um is it rose mcgowan yeah isn't it before she gets killed by ghostface um she's talking to him in the garage and she doesn't she thinks he's just someone dressed up as ghostface because that's what a couple of kids have been doing and she's like oh is this the part where i beg for my life and then she's like please don't kill me mr ghost i want to be in the sequel and it's like i've heard that before i've seen that that clip before but it is such ah that was my that was my i want to know who i'm looking at moment and scream where i was like ah oh, that's such a good line yeah um <laughs> yeah and also that um when you said when she's like oh please don't kill me mr ghostface that's the only time in the entire series he's referred to as ghostface oh really yeah um i thought i heard it somewhere else does the, do you know that for sure no i feel like they, they maybe that's they, the, oh no actually no yeah you're right they, and um 
that might be pre-Scream 4, that statistic. Oh, okay. But I think maybe that's the only time the actual killer, because they talk about when the stab films are big, by the time they get to the fourth one, there's like eight stab films. And because, mm. yeah, they're, they're on no, the phone. Seven, like, seven not, not eight. Are you sure? I, th- I feel like. Yeah. Anyway. No, that stab seven is the latest one. Right. Um, well, yeah, because they, they talk about like, oh, he's trying to do Ghostface because someone calls them mm. and it's actually Ghostface. Yeah, yeah. But I think they don't refer to the actual killer as Ghostface. Maybe. I don't know. Who cares? Oh, okay. um, maybe it's wrong. Maybe IMDb was wrong. Um, do you know something I really liked about um, the Scream 4 was that so they, as as you just said, there are there are unconfirmed whether there are seven or eight stab movies. It's not relevant, but I like how the in the film in Scream Four they have a stabathon every year where they watch all stab films back to back, and um, you see it for a, for a brief scene, and they put on stab, and it comes up with like directed by Robert Rodriguez, which is hilarious. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's interesting you point that out because I was going to say that um, Robert Rodriguez actually did direct the stab films. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he actually um, he directed the scenes for Scream Two, the stab ones, and that was like um, the same directed by Robert Rodriguez was like the finally paying him his dues kind of thing because he did mm. uncredited in Scream Two. Mm. So, but what I was going to say though is that the fact that the movie you see them watching at the Stabathon is the same one you saw at the start of Scream Two. Like, I know that sounds obvious, but I really appreciated just that nod to continuity because, like, a weaker film would have just remade a scene from Stab Mm. that was completely different. And so, I don't know if you you probably would have picked up on this. Oh, you would have picked up because they actually mentioned it on screen. But um, in the first one, they're like talking about, oh, so when they make a movie of all this, who would you want to play you? And then um, Dewey says, I see you as kind of a young Meg Ryan. She goes, with my luck, it would be Tori Spelling. Guess who plays um sydney and stab it's tori spelling um and apparently like she was a good sport about it and just kind of and luke wilson plays billy (laughs) i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Funny, man. <laughs> yeah. And David Schwimmer's in the film. Yeah, they talk about like, and, oh, and you got David Schwimmer. Yeah. And then yeah. but for the third one, they're like, um, they talk about, oh, I can see why David Schwimmer and Tori Spelling didn't come back. <laughs> um, because of, like that they needed to have a new cast yeah um, yeah 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 that was like because i think i messaged you i was like dude you're gonna love the continuity for these films yeah uh, I, when did. They said, I really did yeah but um the talking about trivia this um for, across this for this whole franchise there is um 565 trivia entries on the imdb pages for these films um and i'm gonna read every single one of them out <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, but anyway, the first piece of trivia that I looked up, I don't know if, if oh, sorry, I just hit the table. Uh, I don't know if you were as curious about this as I was, or it's maybe it's common knowledge, but the ghost face mask created for the film or not? I don't know. I know that ghost face mask was a big part of my childhood because mm. a bunch of people had it. Yeah, because of when we grew up. Like, we grew up on the, like, it could be either way. Like, it was screen. Yeah. By the time we were aware of things like that, screen was already enough of a cultural phenomenon. Um, yeah. But 
yeah, no, the ghost face mask predates the films. So it, Interesting. it was released in like 1990. And so the script uh, by a company called Funhouse, but the script just says a masked killer. So mm-hmm. there was like no, they didn't know what they were going to do kind of thing. And then they were um, scouting a house for a filming location and it was either Wes Craven or the like production designer. He originally said it was him. But then he was like, "Oh, I misremembered. It wasn't me. It was her." Um, saw the ghost face mask on the wall and were like, "Fuck, that's it. Like, that's what we have to use." With was the intention always to use like a a thematic or like um, cinematic mask? Surely it wouldn't have just been like a balaclava. Because you need that iconography. For well, the film. I mean, that's the thing. So, like, the the script literally just, like just said a masked killer. So that was up to the filmmakers. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe like they were they were looking for a mask, and maybe they were trying to, you know, maybe their original designs were to develop the, a, the, a new Michael Myers mask or a new Jason or a new Freddy Krueger face. Yeah, um, I'd be very surprised if if the writer didn't intend for the mask to be anything specific, because that's the the one immortalized icon mm. of the Scream series yeah. is that face. But, I mean, I think maybe he didn't have an idea in his head, but the idea that the mask would be famous, you know? Mm. Yeah. But it was up to them to choose. Anyway, yeah, he saw this um, this thing on the mall, and he asked, uh, Wes Craven asked Greg Nicotero, who's a famous special effects artist, and he's also executive producer on The Walking Dead. Um, he said, basically, I need you to make this mask but can you change it enough that it's uh, we're not going to get sued basically by Funhouse mm-hmm. or oh, Fun World maybe yeah Fun World um, Funhouse is a YouTube channel yeah but uh, <laughs> and it's a pink song as well but they managed to get well, the rights to be. and <laughs> the, the, the rest is film history however uh, they actually started filming before they got the rights to it so in Casey's death scene and Henry Winkler who's also in this movie uh, in his death scene, it's the uh, original design of the mask, not the fun, fun world one. What What's the difference between the two? It's very, it's very subtle. Okay. Um, it's like big eye, more defined eyebrows. And Dude, before hair. Henry Winkler died, were you convinced he was the killer? Because no. I was. To, to be fair, just through my knowledge of pop culture, I was kind of aware who the killer was. Yeah, when when the scene reveal happens, I remember the parody of it from Scary Movie. Yeah, exactly. I, but I, I didn't think of it before. I then. knew going. I'm pretty sure I knew going into it that Matthew Lillard was the killer because I just knew he played the killer on screen. Oh, yeah. Um, He's only one of them though. Yeah, but then he I, also I think, has, he also, he also yeah. has the title bomb. Yeah, because when when he's when they're antagonizing Sydney at the end, he's like, he says something about how good of a movie this will be, and he's like, it's gonna be a scream. Yeah. He does great, man. He's like drooling as he's talking. Yeah, oh like, my god, yeah, he's <laughs> fucking chewing the scenery. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> it's um, good though. It's good. It's a movie to chew the scenery with. Yeah, him, man. You know? um, I also just just reminded myself. Do you remember uh, Wes Craven's cameo in the first one? No, he plays a janitor called Fred, and so <laughs> yes. and literally like cut, like. Um, it's when Henry Winkler's like I think it's that that scene when he's like in the office and he's getting spooked and he like looks out and there's this janitor wearing like a fedora and um, Freddy Krueger's jersey like a Freddy Krueger hat and a Freddy Krueger jersey and he's like ah! and it's Wes Craven and that's like his cameo as he's basically playing and his, and the janitor's name is Fred and yeah. he's he, he's just playing Freddy Krueger <laughs> and apparently that was one of those things where like someone thought of it and he's like oh fuck I have to do this. And then, like his because he he also cameos in the second and third one, and then he like asked on Twitter what should my cameo be in the fourth one, but apparently the scene was cut. So, okay. um, 
But I mentioned the um, kind of turmoil behind the scenes of these films. So, like, Scream 2 actually had its entire script leaked online. Uh, Really? Yeah, and so it it revealed the identity of the killers. And uh, it was originally going to be Derek, Hallie, uh, her uh, city's roommate, Cotton, and Mrs. Loomis, or, like, in in different versions of it or something like that. Mm. Um, But the... Yeah, so they like basically had to rewrite on the fly. They were like printed on grey pages, so you like couldn't copy them or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And no one was allowed to see the finished film until like a day before it came out um, to to like hide the identity of the killer kind of thing. But uh, yeah, so there was like they complained about in, in Scream Three, the stab three actors talk about oh like getting rewrites on the day, and that's like a reference to mm. um, Scream Two. But this it, is great. It's like I'm still get, gaining more from these films yeah. from this trivia. But then apparently the same thing happened again on Scream Three. Like they were doing rewrites on the oh, day, really? and like you know the screenwriter had to like stay up at night writing scenes for the next day, kind of shit. Um, but and then so that's why and. Wes, like, hated doing that. So he was like, I'll only do Scream 4 if you have a completed script and it's as good as the first one. Hmm. Um, so and it was. And then, well, yeah, it wasn't, but it, well, it was nearly there. Yeah, but, like, yeah, it, it was good enough. And Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I respect that that he was able to do that kind of thing. But apparently um, in 2017, uh, Kevin Williamson said, oh, no, nah, the draft that got leaked was a fake. And he wrote a bunch of different ones, including one where Dewey was the killer. Can we just talk about Dewey did, for a second as well? Yeah, sure. I was like, if I was just going to say in Scream Two, I thought Randy was going to be the killer. Mm. I thought because of so that's um, uh, uh, Jamie, Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy's character. I thought as the survivor, him and Sydney being like two of the only survivors from the first film. I thought because he, he always mentioned he always talked about how he didn't get the girl because he wanted to get Sydney and he was jealous because now Sydney's dating Jerry O'Connell um, and they're basically the same person as we know um, from last week so <laughs> I, I I thought it was going to be kind of like a toxic masculinity kind of ending with um, with uh, Randy being like it's me because you wouldn't date me and I'm, I'm glad it wasn't yeah, but that's what I thought but, um, speaking of that just before um, so Randy's on the phone to the killer just before he dies um and he says, and the killer says to him, you're never going to get the girl. And who's the only main character that heard him say that the nerds give, never get the girl? It's the guy who ends up being the killer. Mm, cool. Because, um, yeah, they're, they're in a film class and he, they're talking about, like, all these different film tropes and stuff like that. And he says, oh, and the nerds never get the girl. And the guy who ends up being the killer is the only person that hears that. Um, but there is a scene in that th- in that <laughs> there is a line in that um, scene as well that I wonder if it pissed you off as much as it did me but they're talking about um, sequels being better or worse and um, one of them, one of the guys says, oh Aliens is classic um, he's like, get away from her you bitch and Jamie Kennedy's like, actually I believe it's stay away from her you bitch but like the, mm-hmm. the guy was right, Jamie Kennedy's wrong um, but is it, I thought I, I remembered it being the other way around. No, nah, the 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 um, get away from her, you bitch is the right line. And okay. um, but apparently that guy fucked up his line, and Jamie Kennedy just like ad libbed, being like, uh, "Actually," and like swapped <laughs> the line around. But like, why would you not just do another take? You're making your <laughs> like your movie expert hero look like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. in the Scream universe, it's different. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's <laughs> do it because, um. It's one of those like this has happened so much with like The Simpsons and um and like it was like this with Scary Movie, but like <laughs> just how little like 
everyone like Officer Doofy from Scary Movie. If you've seen the Scary Movie films, you're like or this the first one, you'll know Officer Doofy. And it's like it is not a very out there parody of Dewey, especially in the first <laughs> one. Like he is a real like he's like a little kid and kind of like he has his little mustache and he's like, look at me, I'm I'm an officer of the law, ma'am. I'm actually 25 years old. I think Dewey next to like a name like Junior is the most juvenile name you can have. <laughs> yeah. But like, oh, I, I loved um, Dewey though. And yeah, he just gets stabbed in like every film. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But like, way like 20 minutes ago when I was talking about um, plot armor being a problem as the series went on. Yeah. Like, for, they make such a big deal in the third film about how anyone can die, and then all three of the, like, heroes Yeah, which is very survive. rare for a horror film, that it has, like, the same leads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all Courtney Cox, um, Nev Campbell, and David Arquette all, uh, all, all survive in all four movies. Yeah. Despite all taking at least one stabbing at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um- but uh yeah what was i gonna say yeah so um david i and courtney cox as uh the listeners out there might know uh were married uh Ooh. so they met in 1996 on the first scream they got married in 1999 and uh cox um courtney cox said um on on their relationship said i was flirting with david in the second one i was sleeping with them on oh fuck I fucked it up I was just flirting with David on the first one. I was sleeping with him in the second and we shared a trailer on the third. And if you look closely, you'll actually notice that they're a bit more tanned in the third film because they've just been honeymooning in the Bahamas. Um, <laughs> That's great. But uh, as with all good things, um, their marriage came to an end when they filed for separation in 2010, a year before Scream 4, where they're playing a married couple. Uh, and they actually- div- <laughs> I did wonder yeah. about that. They divorced in 2012. Apparently, there was a bit of tension on set, but they both remained professional and respectful of each other. And I looked up. Um, I was just Googling, like, dates for their relationship and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it sounds like it ended pretty badly. So, oh, really? um, it was like, oh, Corny hasn't had sex with me in, like, ages. And Corny Cox said David wanted sex too much. And he ended up... They filed for separation in 2010. And then he, like, started sleeping with someone else while they were still technically married. Um, so yeah, that kind of, um, ruined my image of innocent little Dewey a little bit, but, mm. uh, yeah, no, that, I found that really interesting. And the fact that celebrities are just like, he wanted to fuck too much. And it was like, she wouldn't fuck enough. It, it wasn't, it's not as bad as, um, Michael C. Hall, uh, marrying the girl who plays his sister in Dexter. And then they divorced in real life. And then in the in the show, it revealed that they were only they they weren't actually related. And since so, then they got together in, in the oh show. Oh my god! So so it was like they're playing brother and sister. They get married in real life. It's revealed in the show that they're not actually related, or maybe it was always. I think you always knew that actually. Um, and then they divorce in real life, and then they get together in the show. <laughs> That's the worst case of Fuck. of of personal life and character. There's interactions like, in, in Lost um, uh, fuck what's his name plays Ben Michael Emerson Emerson yeah Michael Emerson um, his wife plays his mum who um, dies giving birth to him <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah um, I was going to say sorry I just got a bunch of um, messages at the same time because I took my I took my phone off. Um, oh damn! Fucking getting bloody 
Rowan's oh. trying to talk to us. Um, yeah, I'd turn my phone off uh, low power mode so that it would stay on and my phone only receives um, emails when it's not on low power mode. So I just got a bunch of them because mm-hmm. I'm real cool and popular. Anyway. Um, That's strange. One of them's from an anonymous source saying, what's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> Do you think Scream 5 would start with two guys doing a podcast about Scream and then getting murdered? <laughs> That's totally what it would um, be. It'd be a podcast. <laughs> on a, oi, we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> so, um, apparently, yeah, the, the um, original uh, Kevin Williamson wrote a draft for Scream uh, 3 um, before it got thrown out and Aaron Kruger was, was hired, but his version of Scream 3 was going to end um, with the killings would would have been committed by a stab fan club and so the like the final twist was going to be sydney was going to go into the house where all of the teens had been murdered in this giant massacre and they would all get up revealing that it was like a hot fuzz kind of situation that it was like everyone was in on it and just Mm -hmm. trying to terrorize sydney because that's like they wanted to become the characters Mm -hmm. apparently he later used that in his tv series the following that's an interesting idea, but I think um, kind of one of the messages of Scream 2 is that movies don't actually influence real-life killings, and so I feel like that would undermine that well, slightly. Um, <laughs> would you like to know? <laughs> um, you say movies yes. don't influence real-life killings. Um, or at least that's what Scream 2 says. Yeah, well, um, here's a little bit of um, macabre. Um, time for the podcast I thought you might be Can't into wait. this um, so like something straight out of the series itself there have been a few copycat crimes in January 1998 so this is just after Scream 2 a 16 year old and his 14 year old cousin stabbed the 16 year old's mother 45 times killing her this later became known as the Scream murder because the boys said that they were inspired by Scream 1 and Scream 2 and they actually admitted that they needed the money they would have stolen from her to purchase two ghost face masks and a voice changer wow isn't that fucked um Anyway, the case was expected to highlight uh, the effect of violent movies on teenagers, but the judge ordered the evidence pertaining to Scream be barred and the case could not be referred to as the Scream murder and refused media access to the courtroom and tried it as a murder and nothing else. So oh. it got on me for being like, no, this is just a murder. These are, there's something wrong with these kids. It's not the movies, even though like they admitted it was the movies. Yeah, but it still is the kid's fault. Yeah, exactly. Um, a year later, in January 1999, a 13-year-old was stabbed multiple times in the head and back and left for dead by his two friends, um, ex-friends, um, 14 and 15 years old. He survived, thankfully, and the pair were dubbed the Scream Attackers because they said they'd been watching Scream shortly before the attack and they had a bunch of uh, pictures of Ghostface in their possession. Two years okay. later, in November 2001, a 24-year-old 24, 24 dressed in a ghost face mask and costume murdered a 15-year-old girl after she rejected his romantic advances, um, but then he later admitted that it was premeditated and inspired by the Scream trilogy. Interesting. The following year, a 17-year-old French youth following prior failed attempts with other girls lured a fellow pupil to a secluded spot and stabbed her to death after showing her his ghost face mask. French authorities of the time claimed the murder as the third Scream-related killing since 2000. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of sad. (laughs) Yeah, that does put a downer on it. 
I mean, I'm glad that it didn't halt production. Or maybe it did. Maybe that's why we didn't get a Scream 4 until so much later. Yeah, well, like, the fact that, like, there was killings between Scream 4, uh, like, 2 and 3. And they, like, and also, like, in the Screamiverse, the fact that there's, like, at least four more stabs after the whole cast of the third one was murdered by the director... Mm-hmm. It's like you would not continue that franchise. <laughs> but um yeah. speaking Yeah, of- that's what I thought as well. Yeah. I think the the biggest problem with these movies, and it's maybe solved by the fact that we're living in a hyper realized reality, is that people are very inconsiderate and cavalier about murder. Like, yeah, like as you say, there'll be like actual murders happening and then people will still have a Stabathon movie marathon and or like like, I noticed in the fourth one, um, the two girls, um, Emma Roberts and Hayden Panettiere, Panettiere, how do you say her name? Panettiere. I mean, Panettiere. Fuck, I don't know, I could they're, be wrong. They're, they're, like, the third part of their trio is murdered, and the next day, like, they don't even care. <laughs> like, granted, one of them is revealed to be the murderer, but, like, the other one isn't, and she's the one that goes to the movie marathon and is like, what? And it's like, what? I feel like, I feel like this would, if, did you? It's this, the this would be paradox problem. Yeah, this would be an interesting problem, uh, interesting uh, thing to talk about, is that, did, do you know anyone, did anyone in your high school die? Uh, yes. I had, I have two. I have... Uh, a kid in my class who no one really talked to and I actually didn't really like that much um, and was v- v- there for a very short amount of time, disappeared one day and it turned out he was in hospital. I don't know what he died of, but he died a few weeks later. Um, and that was very, because there was no emotional connection, it was just kind of like everyone being like, ah, oh, that's pretty sad. And then I had a teacher was um, killed in a car accident um, in my second to last year of high school. And that was, that was dark. Like that ruined the year and yeah. the class for a lot of people. And so I can imagine having your best friend be murdered in front of you. You probably wouldn't go to a, a like happy go lucky, go to like a stab movie marathon the next day. Yeah, like um, the one at my school. I, I almost I, like I feel bad saying it because it is actually like quite grisly. Maybe you can just like mute this um, so that I'm just telling you. But um, yeah, the, a girl the year above me was actually like raped and murdered and had her body dumped in the Waimakariri River, and um, it was by her like best friend's uncle. Damn. Yeah. Um, and so she, yeah, that was real fucked up. Um, and she, yeah, that was like a again like you said it would like put a whole damper on the year um and i mean like they had like a memorial i i I don't think i met her i ended up um uh like i i started dating a girl who unbeknownst to me at the time was actually like one of her one of her really tight sort of group of three or four friends um Mm -hmm. but yeah and that was like obviously like it affected her a lot and um yeah anyway that um it's not something you like joke about like yeah or if anyone's like okay with it like they're considered a horrible person <laughs> yeah yeah and so it was odd that um because the rest like i mean especially the first one like there's a real heaviness to the murders happening you know yeah. and and like you the the school is under lockdown and like there are some insensitive people but they're depicted as such they're not 
just not thinking of it yeah they're like deliberately being like oh, look at me i'm making fun of the dead people yeah 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 um but yeah actually like speaking of um real world violence and stuff like that there was um an original indie uh, original like reveal for scream 3 was that uh matthew lillard's stew was gonna have survived the first film and be, be the killer um orchest- yeah. orchestrating um a bunch of murders in a high school from prison um but they after columbine they didn't want to do um more like high school murders and so that's why the third one takes place in hollywood yeah now that's that's a wise decision yeah i also think that's a weaker story than the one we got yeah um so do you what would you say what would you guess the body count is oh geez i don't know maybe like eight to ten characters per film (laughs) <laughs> yeah at least, least main characters first film is eight second is 10 third is 10 fourth is 15 so it's 43 and that includes maureen prescott who never actually dies on screen but mm. um now i want to talk about continuing the franchise no so um i as as i said um and i kind of wanted to I've been teasing this a little bit, but um, there is already a continuation of the franchise. There was a TV series on MTV simply called Scream. Have you heard of it or do you know anything about it? Um, I knew it existed. I knew it came out at the same time as another show called Scream Queens, which, judging by a bit of um, general reception sleuthing I did, I think Scream Queens was considered the better of the two shows however scream queens i think is cancelled now whereas the scream show has still got another season coming out i think Hmm. well um yeah there is a tv series simply titled scream uh consists of two seasons and a halloween special over 24 one hour long episodes which in the last fortnight i watched all of no Um, way (laughs) so this is how much i fucking love this franchise honestly i was like so like i said i was we never like i I never watched these films in what like would be the most sensible amount of time like the mask it was only two films and i watched one of them at like midnight the night before recording because it was like the only time i could um (laughs) Sort of, but like, so this this was my week. This is this was how I watched the Scream films because I was like so flabbergasted with how into this franchise I was. Um, so last Sunday I watched Scream, and then the next day I watched Scream Two. The day after that I watched Scream Three. Day after that I watched Scream Four. Thursday I watched eight episodes of the Scream TV series. Friday I watched fourteen episodes of it. Um, Saturday I watched the Halloween special. On Sunday I watched Scream again, the first one, and then on Monday I watched Scary Movie. <laughs> God, man, you've you've been you've, you're making me look bad. Um, and so just to, for a bit more like up top random trivia, now that I've revealed I've done this. Um, what a reveal as well that's better than any of the twists in the movies um since i watched the tv series um i watched an extra 984 minutes of this franchise making it the second longest franchise for me behind Freddy <laughs> vs jason which is still another 418 minutes longer oh my gosh um but yeah so to talk about i'll tell you a little bit about the tv series um please so it's um it aired on mtv in the states and um uh but it's like a netflix exclusive in new zealand uh so 
it features a different mask and a different voice is like the kind of main thing that you need to know um so it's kind of like if you look at the mask when you first see it you'll think that looks really silly it, it kind of a lot of people said it looks like a sex doll um because it's more it's like a porcelain mask and it's got kind of it's got an almost like inquisitive look about it like it's one eyebrow raised more than the other and it's got a wide open mouth are you just googling mm-hmm. now but it's still white yeah and also the voice is sounds similar but it's not um uh kevin l jackson i believe his name is no roger l jackson um who voices ghostface in the films and he's actually the voice of mojo jojo as well um <laughs> i'm looking at it now immediately i feel like and, and as indicated by the um the mask in the tv series i feel like it takes itself a bit more seriously hmm well okay so um i kind of i haven't written anything down about this but like um so the tv series it, the things that sort of has in common is it like starts with like the death of like a red-headed popular girl at school um by a killer with a white mask and then uh, a group of friends who are like um who are savvy in, in genre tropes are then stalked by a killer um <laughs> and so there's this guy who's like the randy of it is played by this guy he's the um he's the guy that ladybird's boyfriend gets caught kissing in um <laughs> ladybird but mm-hmm. um he is like it's he's it's uncannily a young Topher grace okay. like they have the exact same voice to the point where it's distracting um but yeah so basically the main character is this girl called emma and are you gonna tell me spoilers because i might watch it no well just just sort of the, the the like the premise of it because it does have like um but so it is it is like fun and like they talk about genre tropes but basically like um there was this famous murderer called brandon james who wore this white mask and he's like the of lakewood he's like the lakewood murderer and it um yeah, yeah and then someone starts killing people wearing that mask again it's like oh brandon james is back but they actually justify the mask as well um and that like it was he but he had that like um uh not alphantitis but the same kind of that one of those sort of um disformities and deformities yeah deformities where um we had like these facial deformities and he had all these surgeries and they made the surgical mask to like basically hold his face together Mm -hmm. and that's that's what the mask is um but yeah so it's got um i actually really enjoyed it like i was like i'll just watch a couple of episodes and like it's one of those shows that i'm not gonna say watch it it's real good i enjoyed but i enjoyed the hell out of it like they talk about in the first episode why you they explore they they're in like a film studies class and they talk about why you couldn't do a slasher film as a tv series mm-hmm. because like they talk about oh like it's all like people getting picked off and it's a build up to a reveal and it's over quickly um but yeah i mean they it's it's fun i i actually enjoyed it there's like some pretty good character arcs in it and but the there's a podcast in it that's like a major plot point <laughs> so that's like when you were talking earlier about like oh in the new one it would be a podcast and it's like it is in the newest version of this thing <laughs> um that's great yeah like 
I'd honestly, honestly, for our listeners, I had no idea what the show was about. This is the first yeah. I've heard of any of um, them. And yeah, because I didn't tell you at all. There's so many times throughout the week where I wanted to be like, fuck, this guy stands like Toe for Grace. But then I'm like, no, I want to reveal on the podcast <laughs> that I've watched the entire TV series. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm checking it out. It's all right. Um, but yeah, no, like, um, it's it's cool. I, I actually really enjoyed it. But they, um, so ends on kind of like a cliffhangery with where, where it's like with the most recent episode the halloween special is um but then they've announced that they're throwing out um everything from the yeah, first two it's seasons anthology, isn't yeah it? They're, 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 they're after two seasons they're turning into an anthology series so the third season is going to star star rj siler from um manuel and the dying girl and he's also one of the power rangers um which is good because, like, the, the cast of the third season they've announced is mostly African-American. And in the first episode of season two, I think, you see a black person in the background of a police station, and that's it. Um, it's all just, like, white people not telling each other things. And so, like, it does get kind of frustrating. Like, this happened a lot in Broadchurch. I watched that show. And you get characters that are like, no, nah, I've got a secret. I'm not, I, I can't go to the cops because I've got the secret. And it's like, whatever it is, it's not worse than murdering people. So just, <laughs> just fucking admit it. Like, um, yeah. so there's a lot of that kind of like, oh, I can't tell them this. Um, but when it's like, if it gets, people think you murdered someone, just tell them whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, in the first season, there is an Asian character, um, but they don't make it to the end of the season. And then in the second character, they introduce a Latina. Um, but it's a very white show. Mm. Um, but- Which is strange for for a horror series when, like, like the whole black people always get killed off in horror movies is like a, a, a commentary within the Scream movie. So it's strange that they wouldn't um, have that represented in the TV yeah. show. Or maybe they will now. But um, also the TV show is actually, the, the kills are a lot more interesting. Okay. Um, well, don't tell me anymore, man. I yeah, want to check it but out. Also, yeah, the um, the first season has forty seven on percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The second season has one hundred percent. Wow, that's a and so it's, it's the highest rated thing in the screen franchise. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the show overall has seventy three percent. Yeah, no, like yeah, check it out. It's it's not. I'm not going to sit here and advocate and say it's the best thing. I just really, enjoy, I was just really fucking in the mood for some scream. Um yeah. and then I feel like I had to like get back into the the proper ghost face mask and watch the first scream again so i did that but um the in the third season when they're rebooting it um roger jackson is going to come back and voice ghost face and the original mask is going to appear mm, interesting um but yes so the talking about continuing the franchise the development for the show was kind of interesting um after making screen four scream four uh wes craven was contracted to work on a fifth and sixth film um but and at one point i believe and i think maybe this is a weinstein sort of stepped in and um and changed this but that sydney was going to die in the fourth one and the five and six or at least five was going to follow jill who um would survive and the killer would come back in a kind of i know what you did last summer kind of thing um right like a you know i know i know what you did because um, Jill, Jill is, is the killer yeah. in Scream 4. Yeah, so then someone would start stalking her. and Yeah, which is, which would be kind of interesting. Um, That's, yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm so attached to Sydney. I would hate for her to die. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, a year after Scream 4 came out, these plans fell through, I guess, and a weekly TV series began development. Um, and although Harvey Weinstein... 
did say that he had been begging um, Wes Craven to do a fifth movie um, for a long time, and but all hope of that died with Wes. When did Wes Craven die? Uh, 2015. So the- That's pretty sad. I feel like I feel a kinship with him now, but not- yeah. I didn't have it before I before he died. Yeah. I um so yeah, Screen Four was his last movie, but um yeah, the uh the last episode of season one of Scream is dedicated to Wes. But oh there's a, a thing talking about titles, we talk about titles a lot on this podcast. The title for like the titles for the first episode of the first season of Scream are like the finale's called Revelations and they're all called like they're they all have like these lame, cheesy titles. But every um, title in season two is named after a slasher movie. That's cool. So, like, the first episode is called I Know What You Did Last Summer. But there's, like, heaps of, like, obscure ones. One of them is called Happy Birthday to Me. But, like, they all actually fit the episode, but they're also, like, mm. slasher movie title, which is, yeah. That's cool. So, thing. are we continuing the franchise or are we talking about titles? What are we doing here? Um, I was just, I just brought, briefly brought up titles. <laughs> you did, you did mention earlier on in the show that, that the Weinsteins were a big part of this. Is there any more that you wanted to talk about? Um, there? Well, yeah, there's just, there's a, there's a few stories about them intervening and having to okay things. Like, there's a, um, um, you know, you hear those stories about people submitting things to the MPAA. Um, the Motion Picture mm. Association of America, and so the the first one it got submitted nine times because they kept on trying to stick with an NC seventeen rating, um, and then Bob Weinstein like me with the MPAA and was like, "It's a comedy, not a horror," and then they were like, "Oh," and, and then like watching it with that lens, they realized, "Oh, this is all okay," and but then apparently in Scream Two. Uh, Wes Craven like filmed way gorier versions of some things like there's um, Randy kind of dies off screen but there's like actual footage of Jamie Kennedy's throat getting slit open that they submitted it with to like be like this is so outrageous um, they, they'll ask us to cut that but not ask us to cut this other thing that's really important right um, but they said yeah that's fine <laughs> they, they, they said all they said all of it was fine but they cut it out for their for different reasons anyway um okay um so the the problem that i've got with continue the franchise for this series is that it's already been continued in the exact way i would have wanted it to so anything i suggest i'm just having a prerequisite now i don't think these would be good ideas this is just the ideas that i I came up with you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so the first the, I really only have one idea. I, I think I had some more, but I can't remember them now. Um, other than like a female ghost face would be interesting. Well, but I mean, two the, of the seven are female. That's true. You're right. Um, the the main thing I was thinking was, all right, so you've done the dissection of horror movies, you've done the dissection of sequels, you've done the dissection of trilogies, and you've done the dissection of remakes. So I think my continue the franchise would be a film called, and you've done dissection of TV shows, I should say as well. Um, my, my continue the franchise would be a film called Scream Incorporated, um, which is the Avengers of a cinematic universe of 90s slasher flicks. So you get all the rights to things like I Know What You Did Last Summer and Scream and whatever and whatever and whatever and do a, a crossover with them all in the, in the middle. Um, I don't even know if it inherently needs to be a Scream film necessarily. But yeah, you dissect cinematic universes, I guess. Oh, yeah. That that feels like the next 
the next thing to talk about and it's the modern thing to talk about because in 2011 yeah we did have a lot of um remakes of films but now we're, we're all about cinematic universes um so that feels like the natural place to go if you're thinking of the scream series as what can we subvert next yeah no that, that's interesting i like that um for as invested as i am in this franchise i don't really come up with continuing the <laughs> franchise because um this is one that like you know that has to come out now i don't want to pitch a movie because i wouldn't want to see a scream movie without wes craven i agree yeah so um yeah i mean i i, I would like to see another um uh yeah like the, the next season of the tv series which apparently is like filmed and ready to go but they're just like not sure if they're even going to release it really um because the like the ratings for season two were real bad and um i thought you said they were real good yeah but like, yeah like i mean it, like the show was real good i, I really liked it but like um i think it was one no, of the things it was 100 percent though oh yeah no like yeah no the ratings as in like the viewership on mtv oh um, okay because like it's like a teen drama and the first one was on at like you know eight o'clock at night on like a friday night and then season two was on at like 1am on a tuesday or something mm-hmm. like that and so it's like no one's gonna be fucking watching that so of course the ratings are shit um yeah and also it's hard to like gain viewers for a show people didn't really even realize existed but and you're losing people that were actually invested in the story to begin with um mm. so yeah like it was filmed end of last year and by all accounts like this is just ready to go but oh, they're wow. just sitting on it so i mean i guess my continue the franchises to just release that um <laughs> but yeah you like do- i did talk about like um i mean you, you you could do like starship if you guess starship troopers is like the the scream of that but to do other like genre like um yeah yeah breakdowns by the king of that genre yeah like if ridley scott did a um did a sci-fi yeah 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 that's a cool idea what would you call it like if if, like ridley scott made a sci-fi that was just called space yeah yeah and it was like yeah um or to do and like again that's just it was just my continue the franchise for like scary movie but like do it seriously again do a proper thing and can i just say as well watching scary movie again now that i've seen scream is so fucking funny like (laughs) there are so many scenes in scary movie that are just verbatim a scene from scream yeah like the like the first time we meet the boyfriend the dialogue is unchanged between scream and scary movie um yeah man it's great and also the fact that in um in scary movie the main character's name is cindy so everyone's like when everyone's like cindy cindy it sounds like sydney and like she she's called this through four films and it's a joke yeah like him yeah Yeah, i i I picked up on that i i did think sydney was drew barrymore's character though before i started watching um yeah, the main joke I remember this far on from Scary Movie was when he's like, do you know where I am, Cindy? And she's like, you're behind the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, fuck, it's a good movie, man. Um, Yeah, anyway, I guess we're kind of wrapping up now. But uh, fuck, man. Scream is fucking good. Like, holy shit. I yeah. like, oh, the fact that I got like so into the TV show. But oh, can I just say as well, so- <laughs> is anybody else i <laughs> like, just think it's funny how <laughs> um 
so I was watching the Scream TV series. And um, so as I, as I mentioned earlier, like I've got this place, like I live with my girlfriend, but it's like I've got the place to myself quite a lot. Um, when she's Ugh, at work we get it. Like, you have a girlfriend. Like I um, <laughs> I was, because I had two days off and that's why I had so much time to um, to watch the TV series. But um, we've got like an alarm at this house and I, like, I don't know, like they didn't tell us how to use it. They were just like, oh, there's a arm and disarm it, but they didn't tell us the code you need to disarm it. Um, yeah, that's kind of irrelevant to the story, but um, it like needed to be activated or like, like the power went out for a second and then so it needed to be like reactivated or something like that. So this guy comes around um, to just be like, hey, alarm, it, it was like activated, all good, whatever. But he knocked on the fucking window of the lounge, not the front door. <laughs> so I'm just like watching Scream and then I see like tap, 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 tap on the window right next to me. Rather than and like the windows were the the curtains were drawn, but like were shut, and I was just like, what? And then so I was like, I was like, what the fuck? And then I went to the front door, and there was no one there because he'd gone around the back of the house, and I was like, what kind of fucking psychopath does this? And Maybe he knew, man. Maybe he knew you were watching Scream, and he was like, oh, this is my chance to be. To like, play a joke who on Richard, the fuck knocks on a window to like, oh my god, I I could not believe it, and <laughs> and then he and then came in, he was just like, you know, obviously English was a second language, and he was like, oh, alarm, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, we got an alarm, and he's like, oh, activate. and I was like, what do you need to activate it, and he was like, oh yeah, it's all, it's all good, and I was like, what 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 are you what did you come here to do? He was like alarm, and you were like, "Oh, sorry, I, I don't, I don't speak that language." <laughs> <laughs> um, the night I remember the morning after—I think I might have told the story on the podcast before. The morning after I first saw the ring, um, I had to get up early to go to. I think I was going to the local video game store was having like a, this amazing sale, so we wanted to line up. And I woke up at like six in the morning and turned my um, bedside light on, and it went. Bzzz, and turned out and like broke and I and like but my initial reaction I was like 11 at the time my initial reaction was just like oh that's so stupid (laughs) that this would happen now of all time like in your head you're just like this is just lazy writing yeah of course this is happening just after I saw the I saw the ring yeah yeah that was when I was a little kid I don't I don't really get scared by horror movies anymore but when I was a little kid I had some really really hard times with movies like The Grudge but what got me through a lot of like dark nights was realizing how statistically unlike unlikely it would be for the monster from the grudge to come get me because i'm scared of it <laughs> like what a coincidence yeah. like of all the people in the world that it would come after the the person who's like worried that it's gonna that they're gonna come after yeah no that's a good way to look at it um <laughs> yeah it's interesting look i don't uh, um i actually think i got more spooked by um the brandon james mask even though it like kind of looks a bit sillier, um, watching after watching screen the series than I did watching the movies, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I, I said before, like I'm not a horror person. I've, I've even said it on this particular episode of the podcast, but yeah, like I don't watch horror movies. But at the same time, I was like, Scream was one of those movies that like I always kind of wanted to see, but I was also kind of scared to see 
Because I remember people in high school being like, oh, Drew Barrymore gets hung up by her guts and her intestines are hanging out. And I was like, that image just stuck with me. But then it's like real quick in the movie and you don't, and you barely even see it. But um, yeah, it's like, I get more scared by the idea of being scared. Like fear scares me more than anything. Like I am afraid to watch horror movies because I'm worried that they'll scare me. But then watching them, they're fine. I still, having said that, I still don't want to watch them like at night alone in a house. Like I still would get, spooked but um yeah well like- man as a great man once said and hopefully this will um make you feel better about fear the only thing we have to fear is ferrets those things are scary man like they're like not quite a weasel but they'll they'll bite your fingers have yeah, no man. doubt i am weasel <laughs> uh-oh could you hear the cops <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's been a murder um cool man well that's good this is good stuff i feel like this was a very welcome chapter in our podcast yeah man and i'm I was glad just, i could I, share it if with it you was, if this wasn't scream i was gonna announce this as my last episode of the franchise yeah because i of the franchise hate you you mean the podcast yep this is my last episode of the franchise <laughs> um yeah, it, it was um, it was a very invigorating like it, yeah, like I said, it got to it got to the point where I'm just like fuck, I don't want to watch the movies, and they just I mean, having said that, we're probably gonna get some dumb fucking stupid <laughs> franchise next. Um, do you do you have the list up in front of you? I don't. Oh, I can get it up. All right. Okay. Have you you've got a computer in front of you though, don't you? Yeah. Do you want me to find it? I can no. Find do you want no? Do you want to do the random number? Um, I you have the the app. Yeah, but if you just Google random number, no, no but you need to hear it because I might be lying. Okay, all right. Let's uh, random. I actually just just updated the random number app because it's had an update ready to go for like two years. Um, <laughs> all right. Ninety-one. Uh, I feel like we've had ninety-one before. Yeah, I feel like like screen was ninety-one. <laughs> ninety-one is. Road Trip 2 plus Euro Trip. They're two road trip movies. Apparently. Let's look at is Euro Trip even in the same series? I <laughs> don't oh, know, we wrote it. Do you want to do All the right. one next to um next to Road Trip on the list? No. Which we way better. What does it? I'm not gonna tell you. The sequel. Road Trip Beer Pong yeah, is a director video sequel entitled Beer Pong. It was released on August 11th, 2009. Da, 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 da. The only original cast of crew, DJ Qualls and Rhoda Griffiths, appear. Um, no mention of Euro Trip, though. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, um, dude, you fucking. You're the one that wrote that on It's directed by Tom Phillips. Oh, huh. Well, let me look up Euro Trip and see if there's any connection. Have you seen Euro Trip? Yeah, man. I used to have it on my iPod. Um, uh, Jeff Schaefer directed it. Did you know that Scream won the MTV Movie Awards Best Picture? Best um, Picture. In nineteen ninety six, there is no mention of Road Trip as a film in the Euro Trip page. All right. Okay. Should we not watch Euro Trip then? I don't want to watch any of them, but we, this is this has never happened. We've never been like wrong. Yeah, like this. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, this is boring content. Let's say let's. <laughs> are we watching or we're we not watching? Um. 
I guess we could watch it. Well, we can. It doesn't matter. We can decide off pod. Yeah, who cares? No one's listening. All right, everybody, tune in next week for what could be our fourteenth two film franchise, <laughs> or our something like tenth or ninth or tenth. Three film franchise. Yeah. All right. Thank you very Thanks much for, for listening. listening follow us on um, Outcast. Follow us on SoundCloud, Facebook, YouTube, um, Instagram. Uh, and you can email us at, at copoptionmedia at gmail.com. Sorry we didn't get to question time this week. Um, we've been going for a long time, though. Yeah, it's <laughs> the longest one we were. So uh, hopefully this makes up for the episode last week, which was only like 30 minutes. So Yeah, I'm sure next week's um, will only be 30 minutes. So yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Thanks All right. for listening. Bye. Bye. Yep. That's me. I bet you're wondering how I ended up in this situation. Hey everybody, it's AJ. Um, Richard and I were speaking about the fact that we got uh, Road Trip and Euro Trip earlier today. And being that um, it's not actually a franchise by all accounts, I looked it up and all I could find is that you can buy a DVD on Amazon that has all three films in one package, but they're not an official trilogy, I guess. Um so being that was the case, but also um, wanting to stay true to the concept of this podcast and having, um, you know, like a pure and and transparent way in which we choose our next franchise, we were at a bit of a loss because does this count as a franchise? Because we kind of feel like it doesn't. Um, but we also don't want to cheat and pick another one. So um, this will be uploaded um, New Zealand time around midnight so like 12 a.m on friday the 1st of june um and after that maybe a few hours later maybe at like or in the morning anyway when i wake up i'm gonna put a poll on facebook on our facebook page facebook.com slash cult popsha um where we're actually gonna ask you guys if you think we should roll again or if you think we should do the unofficial road trip trilogy so um please go along to that and vote for that because we don't know what to do but we want we don't want to be in control of our destiny we don't want to choose whether or not we do the wait we don't want to choose the franchise that we do that's what i was trying to say anyway peace out guys see you next uh fortnight